Hello, a progressive, a conservative, and an overpaid, hyper-emotional school teacher named Jeff walk into a bar. Somebody starts recording and they start a podcast called Bros, Bibles, and Beer, episode 23. We talk a little bit about professions that don't exist anymore, and a man lashes out at paramedics in a drunken stupor, claiming he has diplomatic immunity from the Vatican. Only one problem. He's from the Church of England. And we get to the meat of it, which is Orlando and the Orlando shooting, where 50 or so people are dead and many more injured. What a horrible, horrible thing. This is a time where most people want answers and, spoiler alert, not a lot of answers here. And I would argue that anyone who claims to have the answers is probably lying or taking advantage of you. And there's so many angles to this story. And I know there's been just a huge outpouring of prayer and support from people for Orlando and on behalf of Orlando and the victims and their families. And that's a beautiful thing. But there's also been some online backlash in the form of, well, they got what's coming to them, or you reap what you sow. The idea being that because it was a gay club and these people see that as sinful behavior, and therefore God was doling out some form of judgment on them. And when we talk about what possesses people, and who knows, possessed might be the right word, to, to write such a thing. None of us feel like that is a good idea at all and it's disgusting but I also gotta admit that there was a time in my life when those types of thoughts would have been active I wouldn't dare have said them but that spirit of judgment was alive and well in me so we talk about that and as usual we're not on the same page when it comes to some of the details of this stuff so it makes for a robust conversation does every superstorm or terrorist attack or mass shooting mean God is up to something? Is that how God even interacts anymore? Did God ever interact that way? These are all the things that we bounce around. So I hope you will have grace for us as we are wading through these waters. And definitely let us know what you think. Maybe you have something to add or you hate what one of us said. Let us hear it. We want you involved. You can find us on iTunes. Rate us and review us there. We'll read your review on the podcast. Facebook and Twitter is Bros Bibles Beer. And the website is bbbpod.com. We've been getting some good feedback and we really appreciate it. All right, so Orlando. But first, there's this. Don't go, do that. I go to the gym. <laughs> and it's like... Stop, clean up an aisle three. Guys, it's so good to be back doing this. It's been a while. It does. It feels like since the last time. When was it? It's literally been since the last time. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels, you're right. It feels good. 
It's a new era. Oh, man. So profound. You guys rock my world. <laughs> You're full of it. I am. I'm full of your laughter Plus and joy no, and cheer. Nobody's, Where your ears are. Yes. You're nobody gone. says rock my world anymore. Mm. Except for Scott. Yeah. He just did it. You guys rock my world. In what way? In the ears. <laughs> In the ears? That's what you said. Could you expand? My ears are full of joy and laughter and cheer. Yep. I think you're full of it. I think you're full of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Did I add an extra syllable like blasts of me? <laughs> yes. All right, well. How about some feedback, guys? Scott, play the feedback jingle. Boom, bam, 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 bam. Feedback. All right. Wow. <laughs> Unplanned. It's beautiful. All right. So we had a. Do um, you guys want to hear a rating on iTunes? A review on iTunes? I, Let's hear it. I don't want to hear about iTunes at all. This is titled Thanks, Scott. Authentic. It's not. Sorry. Not Thanks, Scott. It's Authentic, Real, and Raw. That's five stars out of five. Nice, nice. By uh, the Smatster. Hmm. And he says, I enjoy the different positions. I'm assuming not sexual. I'm going to give him that one. I'm going to say that on the podcast, we don't really have any sexual positions, I hope. Wait, did it have to be sexual? Why can't it just be like my position in the political race? Well, I think that's what he's going for. I'm just, I'm giving him grace and just immediately before anybody thinks that Smaster was going there, we're not talking about that. I'm going to assume. I'm so glad that, that you were not. trying to eliminate the sexual positions from everyone's brain. I don't want people to think that that's what this podcast <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> well, this isn't us. This is feedback. Yeah, right? I didn't say it, Scott. Wait, I did. Okay, so I enjoy the different positions, views, interpretations, and ultimately the quote "agree to disagree" unquote acceptance. The interviews are great. The jokes are enjoyable. Jeff needs boundaries. Mm. Scott needs to get out of the box. What box is that? Okay, there's some <laughs> there's interpretation. There's got to be a balance there. Yeah. <laughs> and Zach, that, oh, yeah. sorry. what do you think he says about Zach? I'm sorry, about me. He just needs to keep playing Cool Hand Luke. Um, Any guesses, Scott? I'm going to say that Zach needs to stop whispering into the microphone. <laughs> Sweet nothings. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Or and she, he, she. Okay, Zach, Jeff needs boundaries. Scott needs to get out of the box. Zach needs to figure out what he believes. <laughs> <laughs> I have subscribed and will anxiously wait for each new episode. So thanks for, thanks, Smatster. And you, the loyal listener or the new listener, leave us a review. Next time Jeff will read it or maybe Scott. Mm, yeah. I don't read. Or I can't read? I can't read. You can't, that makes sense. Says the overpaid teacher. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Not overpaid. Yeah. You said over-emotional or something along no, those No, I said lines. overpaid, emotional. Unemotional. Overpaid, over-emotional school teacher. Wait, say that one more time. Overpaid. I think I said emotional school teacher. Nope, that's okay. not it. 
Then I'll say overrated, over emotional. I can have the that? court reporter read it back to you. Um, what do they call those? Court reporters. Court reporters. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Stenographers. I, thank you. Okay. <laughs> you should have left it. Actually, court the, if you've been if you've been in court lately, oh, hopefully up in the benches. Yeah, just <laughs> in the bleachers <laughs> with my bleachers. popcorn and uh, peanuts. Yeah, with the other twelve. <laughs> anyway, Schmatster, we thank you a lot for commenting. Oh wait. I, oh, was this going somewhere? Sorry. Uh, what They said I needed boundaries. I'm going to yeah. contain myself right now. Yeah. And I'm getting out of my box. No, actually, they don't have total total sidebar here. Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay. I will allow it. Thank you. They don't have court reporters anymore. Hmm. They just record the whole thing. Yeah. Did they? When did they discover digital technology? I know. Like six months ago? <laughs> I, I swear. It's, it's been... So what's a stenographer? Is it like four keys or something? Yeah, it's more, more than that. More than that. <laughs> it doesn't matter though anymore. And I remember being when I was in high school, four hundred years ago. The girls, he is many immortal. of them, many of them <laughs> wanted to. Well, because I hung out with the girls. Yeah. Uh, the girls, many of them wanted to be court reporters. And Interesting. I don't know why. I guess it. It was one of those. That uh, sounds so higher, 60s, 70s type okay. of jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So were you talking to the girls back then? Is Wait, that what you're talking about? No, this the was... 60s and 70s no, you were talking to the girls? The 80s. This is the 80s. Oh, this is the Reagan oh, era when everything yeah. was happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they wanted to be court reporters, and now that job's gone. Um, I think it was just a higher paying Finally. female job. Yeah. I mean, quote unquote female job back then. And now it just doesn't exist anymore. You know what? And it's a bummer. I mean, I've been, I have a, I'm kind of a empath, so I'm empathetic and I, I feel other people's pain. And Mm. honestly, since you said that, it reminded me about all the, you know, there's not a lot of stagecoach drivers anymore (laughs) and they (laughs) are out of work. I don't know what they're doing, and I feel bad about it. Maybe, so. maybe. Did, you, yeah, did Knott's, you say stagecoach drivers? Well, Knott's, yeah. Knott's Berry Farm. I'm sure yeah. they have a couple. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a niche market for sure, but yeah. I'm I'm a little disappointed that I'm uh, sure if they could they could demand a high rate of pay if they went on strike. Maybe unionize, uh, get some guaranteed work. I don't know, but thanks, yeah, Jeff. yeah, definitely, definitely. Go. Oh. Okay, yeah, guys. coal shovelers, okay, coal, yeah. coal shovelers yeah. on the the steam engines. Um, I, yeah, I mean, you never know when they might be needed yeah. again. Well, I think I think we're really cutting cutting to the chase here of what Zach does believe in. I mean, he believes in telegraph. People who do telegraphs, they they don't have any work anymore. Right, people. That's who a are bummer. You know, we should we should actually. The government should step in and protect their their jobs. Well, I don't want to get political, Bernie? but that's something. Bernie, I mean, well, he might just pay him without doing a job. <laughs> oh, boy. You really so you showed your cards right Jeff, there. I wasn't saying anything. I have boundaries, and I no, my 30 going, seconds are up. Because Jeff likes no, to get paid for doing nothing. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. I don't know what you interrupted. You were saying something about... Oh, about your passions? Yeah. About what you believe in? Yeah, you, well... The Chimney sweeps, Scott. 
another they yeah. they don't have any work. I mean, that's really bumming me out lately. Are you are you like fiddle on the roof or what are you talking about? Well, oh, that was such a good movie. People are still in Broadway productions, but I'm talking about literal chimney sweeps. Oh, wait. Like, for real? Yeah. Oh. They, I mean, they exist, but not like they used to. It used to be a powerhouse job market. High growth, dirty, but uh, yeah. rewarding. And you could take your violin with you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the equivalent of that today? It would be the shark vacuum. <laughs> the shark vacuum? It yeah. Goes, it goes anywhere. I think it's exactly what it would be like today. Yeah. I'm not positive. I'm not a scientist, Jeff. It's It's like a wind tunnel. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So good. That's so good. Yeah. Wow. I'm speechless. Literally yeah. speechless. Technology. And I believe you've rendered me brainless. It's the 20th century. Come on. It's the 21st. <laughs> we'll get hey agree to disagree we'll get there all right we'll get there actually i'm not gonna agree to disagree you're an idiot uh, you're an idiot yeah, scott get back <laughs> hey those are the boundaries that i'm talking about get back in your box scott stop stop, stop, stop me from adding extra syllables Wait, last episode so, jeff was in the box did you say syllables <laughs> okay. no we're not going there what are you drinking there? It's not a beer. A little bit of gin. This a little is bit of juice. Bros Bibles and not a little gin. bit of gin and juice. I, it was going to be Bros Bibles and gin and juice, but that lost <laughs> out to Bros Bibles and Bordeaux, mm. and then that lost out to we like the alliteration. Yes, but yeah. I don't drink a lot of Bordeaux at all. Yeah. Never had it. So Never will. yeah, we settled on beer. Mm. You know what's funny? You were saying you're asking what he drank, and it was gin and lemonade, which is juice technically. Yeah. Okay. He's getting his, uh, and that's <clears throat> that's where I'm, my box comes in. Getting a Snoop on. Yeah. Gin and juice. Oh gosh, I loved Snoop. Lay but I'll back. Just, Got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Hell yeah. <laughs> this. This that's is unbelievable. Great. Oh, Zach! I thought we you were gonna say people ever. I thought you were gonna say City that. of Compton. That would have been awesome. City of Compton. Mm. City. <laughs> I will say though, shout out to a, a newer podcast I've been listening to, Inglorious Pastards. Every time they start off with what they're drinking, and every time they do it, I'm like, our podcast has beer in the title, and we never do beer stuff. But we're always on it. We're always on beer. We're always on the beer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. So anyways, we're drinking stuff. What do you got there? Elysian Space Dust IPA. Yeah. Is that what you're drinking, Zach? It looks like an artichoke spitting space dust, but I think that's a hop head. It is. It is. It's a hot flower, and it is vomiting space dust (laughs) IPA to the masses. That's great. I've got a I've got a Founders Centennial IPA. It's pretty good. I like it, and uh, I'm attempting to be as dry as I can these days. My wife says that I'm getting a little plump around the waistline. You mean dry hopped? Yeah, that that probably so works for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dry hopped. It doesn't have to do with your anger issues when you drink. 
Um, okay, let's not talk about that okay. tonight. Well, Jeff, we're here for you. I mean, if you want to talk about it. You know, guys, we talked about this in the session, so not here. Well, I mean, the All session right. is technically not over. Uh, no, it is over. Okay? Not in front of the kids. They're coming down the stairs. Okay, mm. well, we'll do this next story after they're upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little story. It's from the UK News. The mirror.co.uk. Vicar shouted, I'm from the Vatican. You're fucked as he lashed out at police after nightclub booze binge. All right. So he said he's from the Vatican. Church of England parish priest Gareth Jones yelled, I have diplomatic immunity as he attacked emergency crews who found him passed out in central London. So he shouted that following a nightclub vodka binge, he, <laughs> he says he has diplomatic immunity, except he's not from the Vatican. He's from the Church of England, which is... Separate would be different by a long shot. By a long shot from the Vatican, yes. Long shanks, long shanks. That's how far away. Mm. So he had threatened to attack the paramedic that was that woke him up, but he was unable to stand up. Allegedly, he had downed three bottles of wine, several pints of beer, a number of gin and tonics. And a large quantity of vodka. Okay. Stop. First of all, I mean, he's from England. He's got to be smart enough to know never mix alcoholic regions there. Yeah. And you should always start with the gin and tonic first. Like you have tonight, right? Yes. Okay. Well, gin. I I know we're supposed to just kind of yes and when you say something on the podcast to just expand on what you said. But the whole liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Beer before liquor, never sicker. I thought it was beer before liquor is always quicker. Sure. You can go with that. Either way, it's a myth. I'm sorry, Jeff. Oh, okay. All right. You're just drinking more and more stuff. And you start with beer and all of a sudden you start having booze to blame your hangover on... uh, on the hard stuff. Well, if I would have just stuck to beer, probably. I'm a part of the papal <laughs> people. Papal people. This is a t- this is an absolute <laughs> terrible story. I mean, it, it's right. it's entertaining <laughs> and terrible at the same so, time. So the paramedic, they found him. They found him passed out. The married father of one who was an ordained in 2006 and serves in Ilford. East London then lashed out and kicked the emergency worker twice in the leg. <laughs> Prosecuting Edward Aiden said, "This is this is British, so I don't know what prosecuting means. It must they the guy gra- who they, showed up yeah, and arrested him. They grab him by the balls. Yeah, two police officers on the, the other bollocks. side of the road see what's going on. Mr. Pollock, fearing an attack, he's the uh, paramedic, positioned himself on top of Mr. Jones to protect himself." Mr. Jones is still attacking the paramedic. He punches him in the chest, then tried to bite his arms and is spitting on him. As the officers tried to hold Jones' legs during the struggle, he kicked Andrew Fletcher in the left cheek before claiming he was the Vatican he was from the Vatican embassy in a desperate attempt to avoid arrest. Mr. Aiden said the officer says, "Which embassy?" And he said, "The Vatican. You're f-. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> 
you know, I believe it's not funny, Jeff. Stop. Laughing. Well, it's it. I mean, there's some serious stuff here because the spitting on was it the he spit on the paramedic all over. He was just spitting. Right. Everywhere. I mean, that is actually he's blessing them. He sh- it's uh, papal spit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so well, that's what he thought. <laughs> well, he's from the Vatican. Why not? Right. Only he's from the Church of England. Any liquid at all would be considered I mean, some type of blessing. It's not communion, but it's... I really don't like where this is going. Wow. <laughs> so, so the paramedic and the cops should all kind of... They should thank him. They should feel blessed. Right. Okay. Uh, not really, but... No, go with it. I mean, if, go back. if he's if if he if he really is from the Vatican, unfortunately, he ends up being from Ilford, England. Far, far he's from, from Rome. The Church of England. Far, far. Oh gosh. Apparently, okay. He has previous convictions for communicating a false bomb hoax. Oh, oh, this gets juicier. Afray, what's Afray? I love this. British news. I don't know what A F F R A Y. Googling. Okay, Google. What's Afray? I love how you could just take control of my phone. What is F free? No, it says what what's it. a free? It won't give you Anyway, possession of cannabis, fraud, criminal damage, and driving matters all before he was twenty one. Afray is an instance of fighting in a public place that disturbs the peace. So, he... An affray. He's got problems. This is a good example of is being drunk... I've heard podcasts, the debate, getting drunk is a sin. I would argue this qualifies as debauchery. Would you guys agree with me? I would agree. I would... Some I'm, af- fo- I'm some form I'm of debauchery. Afraid of, to agree with me of your f- the first part. I agree with the second part. I don't know what the first part of your statement is meant to say, though. Go ahead. What was my first part? Uh, some say that getting drunk is a sin. Well, however, but comma pause. <laughs> this is debauchery. It's completely separate from getting drunk. Go. Well, so the Bible. One of the passages says, don't get drunk on well, wine. Mul- multiple, yeah. Which leads to debauchery. So Christians, Mormons, and the like have a habit of saying, how far can I go before I'm in sin? Which is, I would argue, missing the point. This guy qualifies as debauchery. So you get drunk. Does that mean you're in sin? You could probably make that case. Me personally, I think it's not. It's not the drinking or being drunk, although long-term that's going to have consequences. It's what drunkenness can lead to. It's like the losing judgment part. You, you just kind of yeah lose yourself and what you would normally do when you're not in a drunken stupor. Yeah. Is that coming through? That's not going to play well. Um, there are verses though that just talk about drunkards in general and before, right. That might be referring to before the debaucherous state. 
Yeah, I would uh, say I just I I don't th- yeah. I don't think that's the point of it. I think the point is more what it can lead to. But right. You so know, if you know Scott might not. That's yeah. fine. If you know that you getting drunk could lead to you being in and I'm probably I'm probably talking about me as well. Uh if you know that that could being getting drunk could lead to debauchery or debauchery, then yes, that would be a sin. The getting drunk part. Because you have experienced the debauchery state that is a result of being drunk. I'm not exactly sure what you're trying to define here. So go and... Everybody can do their own math. Yeah. Watch the podcast. Listen to it. Subscribe. So I hope Gareth Jones Jones gets some some help. We can all hope for that. Um, How is he still in... But the is fact he that actually still in the uh, Church of England? I don't know. As I a have, leader, I have the Bros Bibles and beer sickles on this, and as soon as we get updates, we'll be sure to update you, folks. Folks, but we won't. They're all over it. All right, Scott, give us a segue. So I was thinking about <laughs> actually what you just said, and. I would agree with the things that I just said in response to what you just said. This is a bad segue. So, you know what? You know, I have a good. Seg- yeah. I have a oh, segue. you have a way better segue. Go yeah. ahead. This is he a priest? Was no? Was I, Gareth I don't, a priest? I don't think Church that, of England. I don't think that would they have priests. Vicar. A vicar. Sorry, um, he was a radicalized vicar. You th- that's what you think. Yeah, you know where this is going? No, absolutely not. This is the not. sad, sad news of the day, actually. I'm not comfortable with that transition, but I'm going to leave it in. That was Jeff at brosbiblesbeer.com. And he Continue. is going somewhere. <laughs> Why am I made to be the... Don't worry about it. ...radicalized podcaster here? Oh. <laughs> it's All right, so we're recording this... Two days? One day. One day. We're recording this on Monday, the thirteenth. Thirteenth. A day after This is way better than my transition. The Orlando massacre at the Pulse Club. Which was brutal. And one of the reasons that I brought the word radicalized is when I when I was looking into this, uh, one of the news one of the news stories that was run said that this person I don't recall his name, Matier or something like that. That was the um, the shooter. They said he'd been radicalized by websites, and that just that that throws me so much. Um, just as someone taking in the information and I don't listen to the news a lot and I went or or read it a lot. I just, it kills me. Um, I mean, in my heart when I just listen to this, but I didn't even know about it. And then, uh, Zach, you told me and, um, I, I went and looked it up and, uh, I'm like, wow, this is, no good and I start reading about it I'm like radicalized why such a a crazy word why do they have to do that just blow it up but I get it the news the news is just trying to hook people and make it stick and then just keep coming back to listen to our banter 
So you guys have uh, any thoughts on this event? It, there's a part of my heart that is broken. And um, anytime there you hear about loss of life, and I almost feel cheesy. I probably shouldn't feel cheesy, but I don't like playing this card. But having lost uh, a family member, a son, that uh, when he was four months, um, several years ago, that ever since then, these events that were far away from home didn't really phase me. But ever since then, you whether it's soldiers dying in a in a helicopter crash or even a drone strike killing terrorists that I, I, I know that they live around families and children. Um, that stuff affects me a little bit, a lot more than it ever did before and has played a large part in me shifting, uh, political views or what I, you know, what I thought was so important, i.e. voting for the Republican that had the best chance to win. Um, that's kind of out the window for me. So, but I was, I was struck by how immediately on, on Twitter at least, which Twitter can be so beautiful and so wrong all at once. And this was a lot of both, um, just going through my Twitter feed, there was so much people that are kind of on the liberal side of things, theologically or politically jump to the gun angle and just talking about the need to eliminate guns and eliminate assault rifles. And then the conservative side of the religious spectrum jump to, we told you so, Islam, you know, Islam, Islam, Islam. And I'm just thinking, how about we all just shut the fuck up and mourn and pray and, and we don't need to go into finger pointing mode because that's when, especially right after, I'll try to get off this because I, I know I can ramble, but right after an event like this, the knee-jerk reaction from the people is to call for politicians to just do something or have a stand or say something. And how about we just wait and do what the one thing Job's friends got right is is more sit and mourn with him and so mourn with the people of Orlando who lost family and friends, regardless of what you think about gay people. Um, because if you, in case you haven't heard, it was a gay nightclub. So, and before we get to, we got to find an answer. What are we going to do about this? Let's just mourn and pray. And that's probably not a popular position, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, it, it's, um, it's something that the news picks up and then the, just the media drives, they drive whatever is sticking, whatever they know is going to be emotional and will attract people in. It's, I remember when they started doing the car chases and it was like, you know, channel nine would pick up a car chase and then everybody just doesn't want to leave the, uh, the car chase. And I think OJ Simpson might've been the very beginning of that, but it's just the idea of, um, getting, grabbing a story and then turning it emotional and then just driving all of the content might be true, false. It doesn't even matter. Just whatever it is. 
Um, and they forget as you're talking about Zach, the impact and the wave, the shock wave that's sent out on the personal level that people forget about in the numbing that the media does. Not that the media doesn't do a good job in, in, in what they do in general, but when it comes to stuff like this, they just, they crap all over it. I think mostly they crap all over. Like yeah. 99% crap? Just in general. Yeah. Because fear, fear sells, and if it right. bleeds, it leads. And that's that's what they're gonna do. They can't help it. They have mouths to feed too. My fear is that that the politicians. It's, I mean, you got Trump already. One of the tweets that he said was uh, something about thanks for the congratulations, or he got somebody congratulated him over being right about Islam. And so his his focus was not how terrible it was. It was on, well, I don't need those congratulations, but I was right, basically. <laughs> so, and and that's another thing. He may, in fact, have been right. Uh, the people screaming about Islam may, in fact, be right in a lot of ways. But that's, it reminds me of a few, so many times where people were right in the Bible, and Jesus is like, you're missing the point. So, I... I don't know what the answer is right now. I just know it's not a politician saying, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to propose legislation that's probably going to result in funneling a bunch of money to different contractors and not actually doing a lot of good and just taking advantage of the fear, which is my biggest fear. It perpetuates itself. Yeah. And it's not healthy for... It's not healthy for our country and it's not healthy for the situation because it just creates a bigger divide. I mean, all of these moments, we've talked about it before where you have, you know, if you can create two sides, then, you know, you've got a good story. You force people to pick and it's like, interesting how they just, um, fell into lockstep. It's like the knee jerk reaction is the gun angle, which I get. I, it's funny, the NRA used to be in favor of background checks and stricter laws than they are now. That has shifted um, to maybe to avoid the slippery slope of any law against guns is necessarily going to result in the Second Amendment going away, which I disagree with. There's a place for a conversation about guns, but the fact that this guy, apparently he was... I mean, details will come out that maybe I'm wrong, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll take it back or apologize later, but he was some security guard that had his gun legally or something. Like, it, the gun law is not going to solve that angle of it. So No, it's not. And the gun law just feels good to rail against, and I understand that, but either the gun law or screaming Islam, Islam doesn't fix the situation or um, help the people that are mourning. And the, um, I think it was the Lieutenant Governor in Florida um, supposedly had a tweet that was scheduled that was the Bible verse that talks about reaping what you sow that went out 
and people freaked out and they rescinded the tweet and said it was a previous schedule and it was coincidental. Um, a lot of people aren't buying it, but note and Scott, maybe you can tell me what you think. Um, no doubt people there, there are Christians out there that feel that about the situation. A gay bar shot up, um, the reap what you sow angle that so many find, I mean, even if you believe that's true, is it a good thing? Is that a good thing to, uh, to put out there at at this point? Uh, probably not right after it happened. Thank God. Is it necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. Um, when you see, you gotta be consistent though. Is is that in the same context as is that in the same context as a church being shot up? Um, and then you say, "Oh, well, you reap what you sow." For going to church, you get shot. So, well, more like in in relation to this, there's more conservative people, conservative theologically, that are definitely on the being gay or gay lifestyle or whatever they're comfortable calling it. It's a default for people. Um, is wrong saying you reap what you sow at, at this point in the game. Uh, to what end? To what profit is there, if any? Or maybe maybe there is. Uh, you tell me, Scott. That's that's what I mean. I mean, you're. Oh a, well. Um, these people it, are using it as a like their default, like when something happens to gay people or people who they see they see it as sin. They're casting judgment, and then when something bad happens, it's like, oh, you reap what you sow. Yeah, the the principle stands. You do reap what you sow. Yes, God's judgment stands, and He can use different means to. Uh, meet out that judgment yes um is it correct or proper to say in this context i'm not sure i i it can be um that don't you think that's a little crass i'm responding to a crass statement no i i realize okay i'm Yes or no? You think it's a a little bit crass to to have this happen, and then for someone to say, "Oh, you reap what you sow," like you get you had it coming, is essentially what they're saying. Um, I think. And the do you think God God operates that way? Right. God's wrath just happened right now to you. Well, okay. There's a difference between does God operate that way and did he and is this God's wrath now? Yes, God has operated that way in the past. Yes. Where's mine? That's yes. Right. We've moved on to the arrogant bastard. <laughs> and they just totally skipped me. I'll just take a, I'll take a third of a glass there. Thanks, guys. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. go I ahead. I have something to say to that. Yes. Um, State your name. Oh, this is Lisa Crater. And your Zach's position in wife. life. No, no, I'm your Hostess. husband. You should say Zach's your husband. Bro, Bibles, and beer host. Hostess. How well, am I the feminist in this situation? I'm no. giving you more credit where I say, you say, 
<laughs> Zach's my husband as opposed to I'm Zach's wife. Well, you're not I my know possession. Who you are. So I didn't say that. <laughs> well, you reap what you sow. Does this one belong to you, sir? He sowed well. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, apparently. <laughs> Look what's growing now. <laughs> nice. We, wow. <laughs> we have video evidence. He wishes uh, a third baby was, or fourth baby was growing, but it's not. Sorry. Right. Soon. Anyway, I have something to add to your line of thinking. She's looking right okay, at Scott's Scooter. Okay, so from um, a personal perspective, um, you know our story. Zach and I had a baby that had um, a serious heart condition, and um, he was almost five months old, and he died. And so when someone says, you reap what you sow, I have a really hard time believing that we'd have a God that loves us and that that would be his punishment for us. I, I cannot wrap my brain or believe that a loving God or part of the way he, that love is expressed is to his glory that that happened to us. Yeah. I just, I can't accept that. I think people get cancer. I think people get sick. I think people are born with disabilities. And I don't think that it's God's punishment or necessarily um, his will either. I don't know. I have a really hard time with that. Well, isn't it, um, isn't, aren't there stretches biblically that, try and kind of speak to that in terms of, well, maybe the Pharisees in where something would occur and they would say, well, you had to have done something. You, you've done It's all something. over the who, Old Testament. Okay. Who, who sinned? Who sinned? This man or his parents? Right. Right. And so... And what is Jesus' response? Neither. This is done so that I mean, I have to look it up. I might say something like, "This is done so that God's glory can be demonstrated." So there was, there was. Why don't you look it up right now? So there was always. No, this, he pretty much got it. But there was always, there was in the Old Testament, there was always the well. There's got to be some reason. Well, that, the mentality for sure. It, anything that happened, good or bad, was attributed to God or the gods, depending on the people group that are there. So if you were. It's why Job's friends reacted, you must have done something terrible. Right. And they were not that off the mark theologically for that day. And then God comes in and sweeps the rug out from under him and say, you don't even know Job. And So, okay, so here All right. in John 9, um, John 9, 1, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? that he would be born blind. Jesus answered, It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day, night is coming, when no one can work. So Jesus' answer was, Neither, but so that the works of God might be displayed in him. But not as a result of his sin. 
it didn't matter. Neither, ne- yeah, neither, it, neither this man sinned nor his parents. And the Pharisees, refle- it was a, re- the Pharisees reflected the it Bible. It was his disciples. Their Bible, basically. It was the disciples. Oh, the disciples. Yeah, but yeah. they reflected kind of that that view of scripture from the old Testament that that would have been expected. Like somebody did something for this guy, either if it's not him, it's somebody else did it for it to get passed on to him. Basically yeah. karma. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're going to get back what you put out kind of idea, which. Well, is. there, there is, there is a lot of quote unquote karma, uh, in the old Testament. You have the, especially like Exodus, stuff where um, even doing a seemingly good work trying to stop the ark from falling apparently God's God judged ju- uh, judged that person by killing them trying to prevent the ark from from falling because it was more important that the ark was not defiled by a human hand touching it you also have um, the person that stole some stuff from I forget the people group, but they stole some stuff and then hid it under their tent. Uh, then that person died, and a lot of their family died. So there, there is what Zach said was people attributed to God's act. Um, what the Bible, I think, attributes as God killed them for their disobedience. So... Um, and there is a verse in the New Testament that says, and I could, I'll try to find that, um, that why are some of you sick and why do some of you sleep in, in reference to uh, dying? And, and I, think it says, I think it says that because of their, their sin, basically, and I'll, I'll try to find that. All of that... But getting back to kind of... All back of that... To the situation. All of that to say... Um, reaping what you sow, I, I believe can be a biblically established, not necessarily in every case, but if you, if there is, thank God, if there is direct disobedience to what, um, has been laid out as being godliness, um, but do we still live? Okay, so I'm sorry. No, go totally ahead. Will that off. judgment come in the well, end? Well, let me let me ask you this. It definitely will, but that does not preclude that judgment won't come now. So you have people in the New Testament, um, the 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 couple that Ananias and Sapphira. Good, nice. Ooh. Who were they? Why are you surprised, Scott? Are you surprised that I pulled that out of my ass? I'm surprised that you would. That you would pull something out of your ass, yes. You're covering your mic with your hands when you're talking. So, do you think... See, this is... I'm not entirely surprised by your response, although you're doing a good job tempering it in that you, you would say, if this tweet was intentional and then they pulled it back, you reap what you sow in regards to this Orlando shooting bad move whether or not you think that's true even if you think that's true and you think that's what god did to them which i just gotta say i think that's horseshit but even if you think that's true scott or whoever's like scott bad move 
Yeah, like Scott. Bad people. timing. Uh, wait. I think. Well, yeah. Wait. But but it, okay. Is there a difference between this and after a tornado or a hurricane that, or Katrina? All, that's all stupid. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I appreciate your consistency. I don't. Do we think so? Is God the ultimate parent saying, "Do what I say, not what I do"? So when it comes to loving your enemies, praying for those who persecute you. Is God that parent that's so he's going to do that? He's going to not love his enemies or his love is going to look like destroying people or a shootout or shooting a club up or a suicide bomb or a hurricane over New York. Is that how God treats his enemies? Because this is where, and I know there's a ton of biblical evidence people can point to you to try to throw it back, throw the book back at me and say, well, yeah, but I'm not sure anymore about that because I, I view what Jesus said about loving your enemies and praying for those who per- persecute you. And in Hebrews, it talks about Jesus being the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the perfect image in bodily form of the father, when you add these things up, it makes it really hard to go along with after Jesus' death and resurrection for the forgiveness of sins, God's, God's still acting in a way that is spiteful and um, unloving in my book. But do you, do you think that's... Go ahead, Lisa. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to add one thing, too. There's natural consequence for your choices. And so I think people mix that in so say you're a smoker and you smoke for 50 years and you get lung cancer so personal well sorry (laughs) scott scott's trying to quit um well that's a natural consequence to the choices that you've made for the last 50 years yeah so So reap what you sow is that a properly applied yes i'm all for it valid in that Respect. Do you think that that's that the only proper application, though? I, I would say it's not. I would disagree that you reap what you sow is what took place in Orlando or in any superstorm. I, I is it possible? So what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to balance is what I'm trying to balance is the the uh, the two the extremes of. It's God doing this. This is re- God's uh, wrath poured out on them. And the, and the other side of, no, this cannot be God's wrath at all. Absolutely not. So I'm trying to balance those extremes because we have example after example in both the, the, the uh, Old Testament and the New Testament of immediate retribution for disobedience to God. Both the Old Testament before Jesus died and after Jesus died, we have examples of that. So, from human perspectives, from human perspectives, meaning what we have the record in the Bible. Do you have a question for me? I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna. I'm gonna punch myself in the throat. I would love I have to, to see that. To listen All right, to hold this. on. Let me get on Facebook real quick to <laughs> yeah. show that. So, yeah. So, sum it up because because one of the things. Yeah, one of the things you said, Zach, was <laughs> I have a I have a problem with 
Jesus after the death and resurrection of this this God who uh, is uh, I forget the words that you said, but um, basically. Well, I'll just say I don't. I um, don't. If this answers your question, I don't find it compatible with Jesus that calls us to love our enemies and pray for those who per- persecute us or persecute us. Yes. Or turn the other cheek. That's um, blasphemy. Just <laughs> in the face of an oppressive Roman government uh, that was so much more oppressive than anything we're under now. So, yes, I would say I, I definitely... Allegedly. I, I don't see it. I don't believe that, that that that's how God acts now. And if, if like big statement, if God does, I, I don't control God. I don't know exactly. I don't pretend to have a clue of how God works in these matters. I don't believe he works that way. So you are pretending to know how God works. I just said, I don't <laughs> believe he works that way. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Wait. But you said you said God, how God works. Let's now. yeah. Let's prove it. Let's prove it. You know what? Let's take two hours and prove well, it right now. <laughs> but there's but there's some no. There, there's a there's a deeper thing there where it seems to take into question the accounts that are recorded in the New Testament. That from people's perspective. Yeah. And that is a that is a deep issue about the either authority or validity of the New Testament, which a lot of people consider scripture. And that informs <laughs> us about that informs us about scripture in general and about how we know who God is and what he has done. Yeah. So if that is taken into question, then who or are you then sitting in the position of determining who God is, how God acts? Is God loving at all? Okay, because d- we can't know how God has. This, so if we're gonna go that far, but I already you, said I don't know. But but you you sowed the seeds of doubt. Uh, so by bring, uh, and so you I think, don't think so. I, I don't didn't. think wondering yeah, about Femi, Go go. I don't think saying that that God doesn't operate that way in a bunch of people being shot up in a club is then being brought to what happened in the Bible, what people wrote about to say that it's, it's not valid. I, I think that's like taking it 10 steps too far. So how about this? Her, him saying, I don't think God operates that way. Do you think God operates that way or can? Op- okay. So no. Op- yes or no. Operates in a way of that seems to be judgment. Yes. Okay. Just say yes or no. And then we'll let Jeff go. I believe that God can and has in the past operate in a way that to us looks like judgment. Okay, Scott at brosbiblesbeer.com. Jeff, go. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> so exhausted. Okay, now listen. No, that's, you reap what you sow. And it was crass. And they they forget that they're just generalizing. They're doing, they're, they're sinning themselves, but just generalizing that this club, this pulse club, that oh it's a gay club they have no idea who's there they have no idea if these people have even acted upon you know their their tendency to 
be gay. We have no idea who's in that club, who's been shot. We just know, hey, people were shot and it was gay. And you reap what you sow. And it's like, wait a second. Hello. Yeah, they're casting so, judgment. We don't on even know who them. these people are. So back to biblical times, God sends his only son who takes all of our sin. We don't know if those people in there are even believers. We don't even know if this guy is a believer who shot everybody up. I mean, you have to stand on a, a, a level playing field in terms of being a believer. If you're a believer, then you're, you're going towards Christ. You're walking towards Christ. And if you're, if you're not, then you're, you're in the world and so the idea of, oh, you reap what you sow, if that's biblical, well, wait a second, what about these people that aren't even believers? You can't even cast judgment, can you, against the non-believers? Nebuchadnezzar was a non-believer. I mean, are there... Are, <laughs> are, are the, I'm serious. But, but okay, but, but as a I'm, Christian, just, as a believer, they're not in the same like category. Like I can't hold them to a. Uh, I can't hold them. Romans one says you can. All of them. Everyone. I, I would argue you're missing the point if you're holding people that that don't see God how you do, and and you want to judge them according to that. I, I'm not trying to judge them. I am only, I'm only arguing for the possibility. That what the Bible describes as God doing in the past is still an option for him to do now. So my wife and I are talking about this today, or and we're talking about how there's always been something that's created fear. And I went back to the AIDS epidemic that was going on in the 80s, which somehow has disappeared. But Reagan it's still started. Going on. Don't talk about my Reagan like hey. that. So AIDS and crack. That's right. What, that's what Reagan. So known you had for. the gay community. You had that having sex. Then they would contract HIV. Then they would get AIDS. Then, then they, they would die. Then Can they can't you donate imagine blood. Jesus with one of those people that biblically has sinned and going, hey, you reap what you sow, and now you're going to die. Can you imagine Jesus actually? doing that and saying that and believing too bad Mm -hmm. so sad yeah no answer yes or no can you imagine jesus being that loving that he would do that he's saying here i am choose me and they say no i don't want to okay that's what i imagine that people have revelation given to them according to romans 1 and that's what they're held accountable for so there's an emo- what you just did is an emotional plea. And I understand that. <laughs> it's not. Yes, I understand that. But people have an accountability to the revelation that they But we're all given. sinners. Yes, and we've and us here, we've responded to that conviction. There's not one person that can say, "Well, you reap what you sow." There's not one person that can do that, or we would all be reaping what we've sowed. We, we are going to reap what we sow. But what about the prostitute? Yeah. Sit, go and sin no more. No, no, no. I don't okay. know. Is that no, what no. he said? Why? He said, go and sin no more. What do you think? After, after he said, your sins are forgiven, he said, go and sin no more. Why is that the emphasis for you? 
I just said after after do you he think said, God is do you think God I'm is trying to balance hold the on. extremes I understand do you think God is do you think God is angry God I think he, I don't think you believe God was is loving wow I'm trying I to think, balance the extremes I think here Jesus told her go and sin no more because I am I am the life you want you're not going to want to sin anymore because the path you've been walking on has not been a good life for you. So find me, believe in me, and go and sin no more because that's what you're going to want to do because you accept me. I don't think it was a, a demand to say, and go and sin no more, lady. Yeah. It wasn't in that context. Mm. It was in a oh. loving, merciful context. <laughs> I love you, Lisa, so much. And you know... <laughs> Booyah! Yeah, and you know <laughs> that... That is a good point. And you know yes. that as humans, we will continue to sin in some form, and we will always have our, our, yeah. our Lord constantly telling us, go and sin no more. Repent. Uh, why yeah. do I keep doing this? It, yeah. You know I, what? Have I no shame or guilt. Yeah. I've taken it all away. I, I brought up that aspect because it seemed like where you were going is the other aspect. So Because I looked you in the eyes. Yeah. So so if, if we're going to bring up one aspect, why not bring up another? Do we imagine... So in a world where God where, actually world. does not desire sacrifice... And it, he never desired it. What, How, what world is that? What, the world we're in now. If that were true, I realize it's a big if for you, Scott. Yes. Um, based on one verse, yes. If or that were two. true, would that change how you would interpret what God possibly would do to gay wow. people or people that are outside of whatever box that uh, uh, Christians want to put people outside of? Okay, so, so got, this is this is. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Like it says in Hebrews, quoting Hosea and the Psalms, God never desired sacrifice. Sacrifices were useless to take care of sin. How would that change if that were true in itself, without having to marry it with a lot of other Bible passages that seem to say otherwise? <laughs> um, okay. Well, because you, you mean have scripture interpreting scripture. Yeah, which is a, a fun way to just to try to put passages that we're uncomfortable with realizing how powerful they could be because they're more universal in scope. We want to put them back, kind of neuter them a little bit because other scripture needs to be matched with it. But I'm asking you to play a game and just disregard all of that. Okay. In a world where God does not design desire sacrifices and he never did. Jesus is what people needed but would that change how you view how God interacts in this world now? Yeah. Um, when you say God does not require sacrifice, what does he require? In that same verse, He's referring to animals. I'm just He's referring you to, to no. people in that time okay. saying no. okay. yeah. blood has to be spilled by an animal to be pure again or whatever. And that was not something that God... Or the idea that God is angry. To yeah. do that. What, 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 Yet yeah. he met them where they were at and brought a sacrifice and blood was spilled. He met them in their law and in their time. The humans needed that. 
and provided that for them. Although humans all along, humans wanted the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. So, so if God didn't require sacrifice, what did he require? No, Scott, you're not playing my game. He would, required, that, would that change what you would think? He re- I'm not asking yeah. you to do your biblical interpretation. <laughs> I'm asking you to play my game. Scott's trying to play the Jesus game where he asks questions to your questions. No. I will, okay. Don't be like Rob Bell and ask questions to my questions. Ooh. Scott, you're just Ding. like Rob Bell. Okay. Well, how dare you, sir? Whom I love. Go ahead. Oh, oh hey, thank you. He's referring to Rob Bell. <laughs> oh, whoa. I love Scott. Whoa. No, I love Scott, okay. too. I love Scott, too. Uh, okay, so to be... To be a real prick, I'm going to say, yes, God doesn't require sacrifice. He requires obedience. Obedience to what? That would be the laws. So if that's in any reference, what you're saying to diminishing Leviticus 18, where it talks about being gay and anything like that, uh, well, he requires obedience then. So if sacrifice is not required, then obedience is required for righteousness. So then I, I don't know. So okay, that's a good, I love that answer. I don't know. Well, I would that's say that great. I would say that God gave sacrifice as a requirement, and and no no, no but and, that doesn't exist in my question. And when yeah. we're not obedient, God never, and when we're <laughs> and Scott, when we're not obedient, we can repent, right? Huh? When we're not obedient, we can repent. Repent of what? Of of not following the laws. Oh, so we should follow the laws? No, you said it. I didn't. You yeah, brought it up yeah. in so Old Testament, so that Levitical change? laws. We should follow the laws. Levitical laws, Old Testament, yeah. prior to Jesus yeah. coming yeah. and dying for all of our so sins. Zach, so okay. that would or would not change how you would view the reap what you sow booby. question. I don't, I don't know that that has any bearing on the reaping what you sow. Because if God never required sacrifice, but sacrifice is what people required to cleanse their conscience before God. Mm-hmm then reaping what you sow and God judging people because they're being bad runs counter to what God did through Christ. Again, I think these are sowing the seeds of biblical authority. The Bible records something that no, God did not... No, I said it was not, hypothetical. The Bible records, I'm asking you to pretend. The Bible records something that God did not command. So, I, man, I have... A, I have I have, a, I have a tough time with that. I'm going to come out and say Especially, it. I don't think you believe that Jesus came and died for our sins. You seem to wow. just disregard that. Jeff, you go back I'm gonna to the Old Testament. I'm going to agree with Scott and say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. Hey, Jeff, can I touch your hand for a second? Stop it! <laughs> oh! No, no, you Jeff. reap what you sow, Scott. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeff, what you... You were such... Jeff. I can't believe you. that was so uncomfortable. Hey, Jeff, do you... That was not my hand. Do you... Jeff, do you understand that what you just that <laughs> Jeff, what you just accused me of is heresy? Do you understand that? I do. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So there's got there's a reason that I have this urgency I, to punch you in the throat often. So we're talking about Old Testament Levitical law that I believe God gave the Israelites to follow. It's a snoozer. <laughs> I know. But that is the foundation. Believe it or not, 
The Old Testament is the foundation. Of what? The Catholic Church? Of what we have today. Without the Old Testament, we have no idea who the Christ is or should be. Uh, Agreed. Okay, I agree with you there. Right. So, I believe, and I... God, I hope you believe in Jesus. That Jesus is the... Jesus fulfilled the law so that we are not held under the law of Moses... We're held under the law of grace because Jesus fulfilled that law, therefore being the perfect sacrifice for us. But grace, we're not going to be obedient. Did you? We are. Jesus fulfilled the law for us so that we are not justified by the works of the law. We're justified by faith. And now I'm talking in my condescending voice. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm trying to get through to Jeff. Yes, As but you're talking a, a bit right. condescending. Okay, I will stop <laughs> like that. Like you're talking to a child. There was some sing-song, sing-song voice. Jeff, Jeff, I apologize if I was talking. No, I, I didn't even pick up on it. I'm completely yeah, thanks, not listening to you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I am listening, and I hear what you're saying, but there seems to be a moment in the entire world, universe, everything where something happens and it's like you it's not that you disregard it and I know I'm like I don't know if you believe in Jesus it's I'm making the point that that's a big that's a really big point it's like uh, uh, it's not even a good example of it because it's such it's the biggest moment in all of time and to even go back to Part one, the Old Testament, it's, it's, it's like an entire, uh, like America's about sports. It's like the sporting event went to the eighth inning and then stopped. And it was like, that was the Old Testament. In the ninth inning, God sent Jesus as the designated hitter and he crushed a grand slam and won everything. And it's like you disregarded the ninth inning and I all think, that it did. I think the struggle is is that Scott focuses on the requirements, what's what's required of us, what we need to do, what we are called as Christians to do, followers of Christ. And and I think Jeff struggles with that focus because he's focused on what what Jesus conquered, which was death, and that and the love that flows out of that, and that's his emphasis is the love of Jesus covers all sin, and we can live in that and rejoice in it and share it, and so it's just you live in two different worlds, like. You accept what Jesus did. You you believe the same thing about it, but your focus is in different places with with what that means. I'm going to rename this podcast to Babes, Bibles, and Beers. <laughs> that, was, that was good, Lisa. <laughs> I do like one, how Lisa yeah, just kind of... One of the things... She sums it up. Focuses yeah. it. One of the things, though, is... Women have that ability. That... I just do it so Zach's editing could be easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't believe it, guys. She just... Well, and somebody tie a ribbon on this. No, don't say. Bo. I just hope don't that there's grace bo. for this podcast in that we are talking about. Just Lisa, you missed it, but I I mentioned Shane earlier. 
Yeah, it's like and, you guys. And how inspired. I'm sensitive to when people are killed in whatever circumstance, even if they're our quote enemy, it mm-hmm. a little piece of me it just is crushed because I I feel the people that are around that situation. I I just hope there's grace for our discussion. If you're list when when you're listening, have grace on us that we don't have it figured out. We we all of us don't think there should be stones thrown at the situation like yeah see you got it none of us are in that space uh like you got what you're coming for that was coming to you um because even scott would admit he doesn't know yeah don't don't try to don't try to reap on us what we are sowing in your brains (laughs) i'm just so sorry for the families that are having to go through this pain of losing their loved ones. Oh, definitely. It's, it's devastating and horrible. And you can't wish that on anybody ever, that that's what they have to suffer in their life. Definitely. And if you're listening and you're close to somebody who's lost somebody or are mourning with somebody, don't feel the need to try to fix it. Don't say anything. Just be with people, mourn, and pray with them. That's the best thing you can do. That's the best way you can love people. Jeff? Stop watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, uh, we read a review at the top of the show, and we'll continue to review or read reviews that you leave on iTunes. That's the way this podcast gets out. Right now we're several pages down on what's the what's hot section of Christianity. And it doesn't take a lot before we get bumped up more. So if you haven't reviewed the podcast on iTunes, do it. Uh, We would love it. We'll read it. Comment on our Facebook page or Twitter, Bros Bibles Beer. Uh, The website's bbbpod.com. And we want to hear what you guys think. And thanks for letting me chime in. And Lisa's always welcome as far as I'm concerned. Scott. <laughs> He's a maybe. <laughs> <laughs>